This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where most every Sunday, except this last Sunday, which I somehow managed to not even know that the weekend or anything had happened. So I apologize for that. But most every Sunday, you get an entire bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen talking all at you again. If you give it the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club. All of that is available to you at patreoncom slash says who. Ah, books. Oh, Oh, Dan. Yeah. I write them. I think you do. I, I have it on good, authority that you do write them i do write them and if you read them then i can keep writing them so whenever mm-hmm. you read one of my books you make me stronger whoa uh yes that's it just stronger look they're mysteries if you want more mysteries you get these mysteries you get the bunch of those copies you get them out on the street you go ah so that's my pitch <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a, quite a pitch if you would like to buy books on the internet i got and- dog biscuits in my pocket Sure. So I'll show you that. <laughs> you can always go over to our bookshop, which is handily located at kickbezosintheballs.org, where you can order Maureen's books or my books or anything else that you would like. I'm looking that at is, you through a tiny you, telescope. I thought that was a cigarette. I was <laughs> like, I'm looking at these notes and I suddenly look at you and you're staring. You're holding mm. this little cylinder at me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Maureen's a smoker now. Imagine a a, a paper towel tube for like a, like a doll that's what I'm yeah thinking. oh is it's that a, like a dog poo bag roll yeah it's the yeah, middle bit but you, can, you can use it as a little tiny telescope i i know those very well anyway kick bezos in the balls.org while you're buying things on the internet mosey on over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can buy says who merchandise and if you're in a buy-in mood why not head over to shop.dansinker.com where i sell little patches that say trying and I'm trying to keep them in stock, but they keep selling out, but they are back in stock now. That is at shop.dancinker.com. It's very charming to look at you through this because it feels like an old timey effect, like in a like in a nineteen ten movie or something. Like there's Dan Sinker. Okay. Look. Look, you make fun where you can, Dan. Yeah, that's fine. Is it These sure. are sturdy as shit. They're strong. Ours, I like, that looks like it's cardboard. Ours are like a plastic, and I always feel kind of wasteful about that. No, this is the world's strongest cardboard. If I have a little tiny document, I can put it in here and be like, ah, it's safe. Like a little painting. Okay. Should we record this (sighs) podcast? Yeah. Let's do it. been two weeks yeah of episodes where we haven't done our traditional introduction because we've been in see you tomorrow mode and i will admit maureen i forgot about this fucking thing that you do yeah yeah that i so that one caught me by surprise (laughs) you just looked so oh such a good beardy frown it was just a reminder of this little dance that happens you guys it's such a delight for me every week i look forward to it oh i'm gonna get him (laughs) So fun. Oh, it's fun. I'm Maureen Johnson. 
And I am Dan Sinker. I feel like I sat down to make these notes and I was like, oh, it's been a long time since we recorded. We recorded last week. Yeah. And we recorded the week before that. Or no, we didn't. We took a week off. I was in the sea. You were in the sea. So it really hasn't been very long, but in my brain, it feels long. Yeah. Yeah, we're sorry about this weekend. Um, And I just was also, I got back from Philly and I charged headlong into, so we had the apartment repainted and a bunch of stuff done. So I I hadn't been home in two weeks. So I was like, I got to do all this stuff. And then I had a guy come last night I put up all these shelves. I got shelves all over the place now. You're ready. I got shelves everywhere. You're the shelf master. I am der shelf master. <laughs> der shelf master. So, uh, Dan, how are you? I am. I mean, we discussed this a little bit last week where I had this realization when I was running. Last week, we were in Boulder, Colorado. Um, Jan- that's where Janice's family is. Her father died about a month ago. So we were out uh, kind of helping her mom and things like that. And I was also writing the indictment stuff because the indictment was w- well underway at that moment. Uh, and also doing and I realized I was doing a lot. And then the indictment kind of took a pause, which was great. That was very welcome in my brain. And I managed to just forget everything. I It didn't even occur to me that it was a weekend or that we didn't have bonus content. We drove home Saturday and Sunday, stopped overnight in, in Omaha. We were home on Sunday. Janice sat down to check the Sezhuvia uh, group in Facebook. And she goes, oh, there's a question uh, here about where the bonus content is. And it was only at that moment that I was like, oh, it's Sunday today. That's when bonus content. We would have recorded that on Saturday. Oh, it's the weekend. Like it was just this sort of like large like slow motion realization of the fact that time passes, that things happen in time, that you don't just sort of live in a bubble of time, but in fact it moves moves. linearly and forward and and unrelenting ways. Um, Anyway, how am I, you ask? Mm. I feel nuts. Okay. Just... Too many things going on. I think when we spoke last week, it was more worky things. Now it's very lifey things. Uh, there's just a lot of things happening simultaneously. Have we had way. any more thoughts about what we talked about in our last session, which was you having the breakthrough that maybe you are doing too many things? Have you? I mean, I think I probably am, but also I'm committed to that. But it just... uh and it's fine. Now the indictment's, uh, you know, it's on a break. Now, Dan. We're good. You said five different things there. Did I, I? I probably am, but I'm committed to that. And it's fine. And anyway, it's on a break. Well, the indictment's on a break. Well, Dan, is it going to come back? Probably. And is he going to be indicted in other places? Well, that's probably where it will come back first before it comes back to New York. And also, is he going to be in a civil trial? Uh, yeah, that's, I believe, next week. 
and there's always these the weird ongoing thread of what's going on with the federal January yeah. 6th documents yeah. investigations. Sure. And if the Georgia stuff happens, Dan, what's yeah. that going to be like? That'll be soon. If it's happening, that's like, what's should the, be happening where's soon. the hold? What's the hold? Up? Don't know. I read a whole article about it uh, just the other day because I was like, well, this will tell me where the holdup is. I don't know where the holdup is. They seem they, to be just sitting on all of it. They've been done for a while. Yeah. Just waiting. Which makes you kind of think there's some kind of, because that means that the grand jury has made their recommendation. Yeah. It's sealed. It's in an envelope. Right. But they're not obligated to, to act like they can act in their own time. They can do their own timeline, their own thing. You know, they can, uh, in in Georgia, they can kind of take or leave the recommendations generally, it seems. So who knows? But the point is, more, mm. I'm okay. Are you? You asked how I am. Mm. I think the answer is, I'm okay. Right, okay. It turns out being the parent of a college-bound person is a very stressful time for everyone involved. But that has to resolve by the end of the month. So that will be a uh, that will be a relief, I think, for everyone involved in this process. And uh, and that will be one at least one psychic load that I have been carrying that I will no longer have to carry. Or if I I, I guess I will still have to carry it just in a different way, won't I? But um, yeah, I mean. Obviously, once you're uh, that teenager goes to college, uh, all problems cease. Yes, exactly. Um, but it does like right now, we don't know what the end of our summer is. So we don't know what like three months, four months from now looks like. We don't know, know what tomorrow looks like. Dan. Yeah. And so that's that is a stressful bit as well. But the point that I'm trying to say, Maureen, is I'm all right. How are you? Got my feet up in my feet hammock. I it's still amazing to me that we are six and a half years into this. And I only learned about the fact that you have a secret little hammock for your feet under your desk like yep. a month ago. Yeah. I've had it this whole time. And that's weird. How have you never revealed this information? I, I revealed it when the time was right. Okay. Well, you're just, you're pinching between your eyes. Like I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. You lifted your glasses and you squeezed. Please. I did. The bridge of your nose. Like you were trying to eke out a little bit of extra battery power yeah. out of the brain. It's about right. It's okay. How are you? I'll look at give you a tiny telescope again. Okay. How are you? You when when you have been all over the world. Mm. Well, one place and then you've been in Philly, which is like a different world. Mm. And now you are back home. Mm. You are not home for long, as we were discussing before we started recording. You are heading to Los Angeles in just a couple of weeks for the L.A. Times Book Festival. Yes. If you're L.A. based, I'm going to be at the L.A. Times Festival Books on Saturday, the 22nd of April. Uh, that is so soon. Yeah. That's not this coming weekend, but next weekend. That's right. And I have my panel info somewhere, but I don't know where it's at. Um, but I'll I'll put it up. Look, I I need an assistant, Dan, and that is something I've been. Uh, You've been saying that. I know, but this this time it's for real. Okay, that seems like that would be very helpful for you. Yeah, I'm getting it all together, Dan. Are you? The organizers coming again tomorrow. Ooh. This part of this job, like th this movement, I've done so many things, Dan. <laughs> In the, the last, movement like, meaning like the shelf hanging and the organization, like yeah. just getting this place into like 
out of COVID mode and into like action mode. Oh, yeah, action mode and getting stuff repaired and kind yeah. of re refinished and stuff. Yeah. Like you know, it was road hard and put away wet for a while and so yeah. that's This was a realization I had last week which was I have been living in reaction mode mm. for a very long time now. Mm. And I need to figure out how to gear shift to action mode again. Dan, I've had a something I've realized about how I've been thinking, which is that <laughs> my brain is a lot of times, I'll just say, no. Nah. Like, <laughs> it's in a way that's very unusual. It's like, I just, I look at some, everything that's going on or like, I got to do more Instagram posts or I got to do this. And, it, and I have like, I'm, it's not, I'm, I just have zero. I'm like, nah. Like, I just have zero. Like, I just went to go and look for the, something in the larder and there was nothing there. In the larder? Up here, the inside. Oh, in your brain. Yeah. I was like, what, do you live in the 1400s? Like in the pantry of my brain. Like, okay. Just to sit, the larder's empty. Yeah. And um, I feel like this, when I went on vacation, the first book I started to read, I arrived, we we blew up these floaties. I forgot to pack the hand pump. Oh, so we yeah. spent the first hour going. <gasps> oh, yeah. Until yeah, I dragged yeah. those things down to the front desk and just, does anyone have a pump? And um, <laughs> then I got in the, in the little pool. I floated around and I read this book like, you know, why you why your brain hurts, basically. Uh-huh. The internet and why your brain hurts. Yeah. That's not the title, but it might as well have been. I read the first five chapters and I flung it aside. But basically it was like all of our brains are so tired. Yeah. And I feel it constantly where I'm just like, just brain fatigue. Yep. And I'm trying to get the juice. And even though it's a little bit better after a vacation, but like the, there's a the it's like a sugar depleted or something. Yeah, Maureen is just pointing at the top of her head right now. Is it that living in New York struggling for words is exhausting? Yes. Wonderful. You should here. move. Wonderful city. I mean, won't have a word said against it. <laughs> but a wonderful city with a wonderful mayor. <sighs> Magic rocks. He believes in magic rocks and shutting libraries down, and it's great. And he's terrified of rats. He He's scared of rats, but his solution is that he's just going to put the garbage out later. Sure. Worked. Rats are a real nine to five kind of a thing. They mm -hmm. come That's out as soon as the sun goes down. They go home to bed. Them shits clock out. They are done. Them shits clock out. They just crack a beer, put their feet up, watch a little rat TV. Dan, I think what I'm saying is I got to go to Disney. It's time. This is the year. I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear you. I did I did a five-day vacation, which you didn't do. But what I actually think we both need and maybe everyone needs is a month in an old-fashioned sanitarium mm -hmm. where you go to the Alps and they 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 put you in a bed and they just wheel you outside oh, to look incredible. at the mountains. And they feed you milk and you just – and they're like – and they give you like – weird massages and probably it's a, probably a lot of enemas if we're being honest yeah. that's what they used to do and they put you in the sweat thing and they just stuff you full of bran until you're shitting constantly well, I think that was more of the american style i think this like the swiss style was more like swiss fresh air don't get up we'll wheel your bed outside 
Swiss fresh air, fresh Swiss water up your ass. Yeah, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't just, they, you, they, they wouldn't barely even let you sit up. They would just wheel you outside and you just be like, oh. That sounds incredible. I used to fantasize about that a lot when I had my long-term illness. Instead of being at home, I was like, what if I was like in a Swiss mountainside and they were just wheeling me out to sit? And, they, and I would imagine that I was there. I have a rich inner life. I like it. So let's, I want to go to Disney. I'm in. All right. I think we've we've discussed the fall, right? I mean, and we're saying Disney World, Disney World, Orlando. Well, we, it, Maureen Johnson, it's funny that you bring that up. Because as we have discussed, Trump's indictment is in a holding pattern. And so there's not a lot of news on the Trump side of things. There's certainly, you know, we could discuss some of the weirdos that have now announced that they're running for the 2024 election. We could talk about the surprising leak of a large number of 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 top secret documents around the U.S. and the Ukraine. But I thought today that instead of discussing current news, though some of this is current news, we do finally a deep dive into Disney and DeSantis. Let's go to Disney. Yeah, let's go to Disney. I feel like first we should set up that longtime listeners will remember that very, very early on in this podcast, we hatched a plan that when Trump left office, because remember... Early in his presidency, it felt like that was imminent. That we would record the very final episode of this podcast. The last episode of Says Who would be recorded live from a celebration at Disney World. Well, obviously, he did not leave office when he finally did because he lost the election. The pandemic was in full swing. We were not going to a theme park at that point. And now Disney sits there waiting for us to finally visit. But because of the, the, the kind of the place it is held in this show's uh, DNA and in our hearts, we have always kept a very close eye on it, which is why in the last year it has been remarkable to watch a convergence of both Disney, which we talk about a lot, and right-wing shitbaggery, which we talk about a lot. Those are our two wheelhouses. Yeah. These two things have come together. And so today, we are going to put on our Mickey ears, Maureen. Yes. And give a, a real look into what the fuck has been happening in Florida with Disney World and Governor Ron DeSantis. Are All you right. strapped in? Are you ready? Dan, I've never been more ready. I love it. Before I start, I want to give a shout out to the Disney food blog of all blogs. What? Which had an incredibly helpful timeline about all of this, uh, which acted as sort of a skeleton that I was able to then hang this deep dive around. So uh, not only do they blog about all of the food at Disney, but apparently they do a remarkably good job of keeping track of all of this shit, too. So I want to bring us to early last year. We're hot off passing racist legislation that barred teaching black history in the state. Florida lawmakers 
egged on by Governor Ron DeSantis, drafted legislation that they called the Parental Rights and Education Bill, but which is more commonly known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, which barred discussion and instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary schools throughout Florida. All right. At the time, this was back originally introduced in January of last year. At the time, Disney, which it's worth pointing out, basically donates to every lawmaker in Florida, uh, was being run by a dude named Bob Chapek. Probably most people would say was being run poorly by Bob Chapek, who made a bunch of kind of not great decisions around uh, the business itself. But Disney did not say shit about this bill as it moved through the state houses. By February... The bill passes the Florida House of Representatives. Disney employees begin to speak out loudly against the bill. This is not a company that employees typically speak negatively about. Like if you work for Disney, you are well uh, dusted in magic and stardust and you do not say a lot uh, against the company especially if you're currently employed by the company. But this was not the case. A lot of employees began to speak out very loudly and very publicly against the bill and calling out very specifically Disney's non-response to it. Chapak finally responded with an absolutely useless statement about how he stood by Disney's LGBTQ plus employees, but that, quote, as we have seen time and again, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds. Instead, they are often weaponized by one side or the other to uh, further divide and inflame. Simply put, they can be counterproductive and undermine more effective ways to achieve change. That didn't go over great, Maureen. Good job, Bob. Just a great, certainly, Maureen, as we have seen time and again, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes. That is definitely the American way. Oh, sure. I mean, if there's one thing we know about America is that <clears throat> the government has no interest in, you know, filling the, just, they're just little tiny. Who are they? But a small corporation, you know, it's just yeah. where, how are they going to get anything done? Right. Corporations don't have a lot of say, no. or a lot of, uh, a lot of weight. No. To throw around in getting things uh, passed and changed in their way. It's not like that's basically every law in America gets uh, gets influenced by corporations. Well, when you put it like that, that way, it actually. So weirdly, despite the fact that Chapex does nothing about it, the bill passes the Senate now. So it already passed the House, passes the Senate on March 8th. At this point, it just needs to be signed by DeSantis to become law. This, again, is 2022. So this is last year. By total coincidence, actually, March 9th, the very day after it's signed by the Senate, uh, Disney holds its annual shareholders meeting. Uh, Chapek is quickly on the defensive around their, you know, shitty work around this bill. Uh, He admits that while they, quote, opposed the bill from the outset. Sure. He chose not to take a public position on it because they thought they could be more effective working behind the scenes. What? Yes. Okay, no, just, never mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He also claims that he reached out to DeSantis's office to express, quote, disappointment and concern that if legislation becomes law, it could be used to unfairly target gay, lesbian, non-binary, and transgender kids and families. <sighs> DeSantis's office immediately issues a statement, confirms that he did call, 
but that it was the first time that they had heard from Chapek or Disney regarding the bill <laughs> and that the governor did not take the call. <laughs> Finally, at the same shareholders meeting, Chapek says that Disney is donating money to the human rights campaign, which is a LGBTQ uh, organization to ensure that legislation like this isn't passed elsewhere. The very next day, the HRC refuses Disney's mm-hmm. donation, basically saying they didn't do shit. We want to see them do shit before we will take their money, uh, which is awesome. Also, that next day, the 10th of uh, DeSantis says that, quote, our policies will be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musings of woke corporations. Ah, woke. Yes, which is where the woke corporation thing uh, was immediately picked up by Fox News, who make Disney their main character for the next few weeks. This is also where the groomer insult reared its ugly ass head. Ah, so that's fun. We have all of that to thank. For the rest of March 2022, Maureen, it is just a full-on shit show. Chapek keeps stomping on his own dick with statements that don't do enough and contradict each other, you know, over and over again. Though he does announce that Disney is going to pause all donations to Florida politicians at that point. Disney employees start staging walkouts over the bill. Like, it is a full-on mutiny happening. At Disney. That does not stop. DeSantis kind of lets it happen. Like, again, the bill was passed in the beginning of March. And he just lets it sit for a while. He milks it, right? He lets Fox News do their shit. He lets Disney kind of descend into chaos. He finally signs it on March 28th. And then on March 29th, when they absolutely have no effect on anything... Disney issues a statement saying, quote, our goal as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. And we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. And yes, maybe yesterday this would have been a more effective statement. But here we are today after it's been done. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, maybe at the point in January when it was introduced, maybe at the point in February when the House passed it, but the Senate had it, maybe at the point in March when the mm. Senate passed it, but the, you know, yeah. They literally wait until there's nothing they can do. And there's no need to be critical. I mean, there's a little reason. <clears throat> but basically, this moment, the bill has passed, right? DeSantis got everything he wants. He's got fucking Fox News, you know, backing him. He's got national press. He took on Disney and, you know, and and uh, and and the woke corporations and the fucking grooming shit and all of this, you know, and he got what he wanted. But because seemingly on the 29th, they issued this statement saying, hey, we don't like this law. We're going to work to repeal it. It is fucking on (laughs) from DeSantis. The next day, he issues a statement saying that Disney, quote, crossed a line. And within a day after that, DeSantis and the Florida legislatures are looking to repeal the Reedy Creek Improvement District. All right, Dan. Now, I feel like I could use a refresher on what the fuck is the Reedy Creek Improvement District? I'm glad you asked because I I did a lot of research into this, Maureen. You worked so hard. 
I want to take you on a detour back to the swinging 60s. All right. A filmmaker, animator, theme park impresario, Walt Disney. Frozen head guy. Frozen head guy. Just chain smokes like a chimney. Chain smokes all the way over from California to Florida because he wants to build a bigger version of Disneyland. He has not told anyone this at this point, mind you. He does secret visits to Florida. He very specifically wants more land so that he can own the hotels and the other ways that people visit his theme park. He hated the fact that Disneyland, which is right in the in a city, was ringed by shitty motels and things like that. Uh, so he wanted a lot of land. He wanted to be able to put his theme parks there. He wanted to be able to put hotels next to his theme parks that he controlled. He wanted full control, not only of the land and the kind of hotels, but of the laws and rules that were around that land. Because the other annoyance to him was that anything they did at Disneyland had to be negotiated with the Anaheim, California City Council. This is still true and still an annoyance for the Disney Corporation to this day. It's why Disneyland is so much smaller than Disney World, et cetera, et cetera. They've never been able to kind of operate in California the way that they operate in Florida, in part because in the 60s, again, nobody knows that, that Disney wants this. They set up about a half dozen shell companies and they buy up land in central Florida. Central Florida is nothing in the 60s, right? Like there's like 200,000 people living in it's Orlando. Swamp. It's swampland. It's all it is fan not, boats. It is not the vacation destination that we think of it now. That vacation destination is thanks to Disney, right? Uh, but they buy up all of this swampland in Florida through multiple different companies. In 1966, these shell companies petitioned the state first to set up something called the Reedy Creek Drainage District, which would allow them to modify the land in a bunch of different ways that uh, that they couldn't have before. And then a year later to form the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which would grant near total autonomy over everything in its borders, including oversight of land use, regulation, building codes, surface water control, drainage, waste treatment, utilities, roads, bridges, fire protection, and emergency medical services. Essentially its own government, though not totally its own government. That legislation was approved and also approved was the creation of two towns within that district, the city of Bay Lake and the city of Lake Buena Vista. The land of both of those cities entirely owned by Disney. And so the handful of people that live there, they rent their homes. The people that live there are all either former Disney or current Disney employees. Those tiny number of residents then approve the board. They vote to approve the board. The board members are chosen by Disney. They are then approved by the people that live there. And that board runs the Reedy Creek Improvement District and has done so since 1967. All right. Maureen, of course, this is a fucking boondoggle and a rubber stamp situation for a multinational corporation. Right. Like this is not a story about good guys doing good things. I hear you. This is the story of a fucking absolute monster company bending league like legal and state rules to get their way. And buying a county. Uh, yes. And buying uh, just an incredible amount of land, doing whatever the fuck they want with it. One of the things that they could have done but never did but is included in the original covenants is they could have built a nuclear reactor. <laughs> they were in charge of their own power 
and there was no restrictions on what they could have built. Imagine that that nuclear reactor is wearing mouse ears. Total. Well, or you just look at it from overhead and it's, it's like just the two little cooling towers yeah, or the mouse ears, ears and the, yeah. So the hidden Mickey spewing steam. The, the biggest, most glowing hidden Mickey. <laughs> Of course, this whole thing is fucked up, but also there is no denying the fact that it created an engine of tourism that transformed Central Florida and probably arguably the entire state, right? Disney is the largest private employer in the entire state. It is, I believe it is also the largest private taxpayer in the entire state. They employ 75,000 people, something like 50 million people come to Central Florida on vacation every year. Like it is a you can't argue that for as fucked up as this whole thing was, the return on investment was probably pretty darn good for the state of Florida and especially for Central Florida. Anyway, Maureen, flash forward back to April of last year. So, again, for our timeline, DeSantis signs this thing on the 28th of March. On the 29th of March, Disney says we would we're going to work to repeal this. Uh, I believe it. the next day, DeSantis is basically like, fuck you. We're going to war with you. By April, DeSantis calls a special legislative session of the Florida legislature to repeal the Reedy Creek Improvement District. On April 19th, the bill is introduced. On April 20th, it passes the Senate. On April 21st, it passes the House. On April 22nd, it is signed by Ron DeSantis. (laughs) It's been four fucking months since the Don't Say Gay bill was first introduced. Well, Dan, I think what you're saying to me is that Ron DeSantis is an unstoppable fuck machine who will not fuck this up in any way. He is just getting shit done and there's no, he's done it. It's done. He's finished yeah. it. Certainly that is what Ron DeSantis would like mm-hmm. to think. He spends mm-hmm. the next, the rest of 2022 running for reelection for governor of just Florida. Just victory laps and. Yeah. Taking victory laps saying, you know, I fought the mouse and I won. Ah. Uh, his fight with Disney is is national news. It pr- it makes him more prominent as a potential presidential candidate in addition to uh, winning, in part, winning him the governorship, re- re-winning the governorship of Florida. So November last year, DeSantis wins re-election, easily beating former Governor Charlie Crist. Also in November, to everyone's surprise, Bob Chapek is ousted from running Disney and is replaced by the returning Bob Iger. Now, Bob Iger is the former CEO of Disney who left, uh, retired. You know, he is the guy that brought Marvel and Star Wars into Disney. Like he basically created the modern Disney that we think of as Disney now, this like gigantic multi-armed monster entertainment corporation. That was all Bob Iger. Um, he also invested in the parks in a way that Chapek began to to chip away at and all of that. He also issued as a private citizen uh, statements much more critical of the Don't Say Gay bill than than Chapek had. And it was even mildly critical of Disney's response to it all. So he comes back. Brings us to this year. 
first of all, DeSantis now polling close but not above Donald Trump as a potential, you know, presidential candidate uh, for 2024. Ron DeSantis writes a book because typically if you run for president, you have someone ghostwrite you a book and then you do a, a book tour about it. So he writes a book. An entire chapter of that book is dedicated to his fight with Disney uh, while he admits or while he kind of stated many, many times over that the removal of Reedy Creek from Disney was not retaliation against them speaking out of uh, don't, say, don't Say Gay. In the book, he says, basically, yeah, this is totally retaliation for them speaking out. Uh, anyway, February. So one of the th- big questions that had been raised throughout the the rapid passing of this bill that would dissolve the Reedy Creek District is uh, the Reedy Creek District holds billions of dollars in bonds for the type of improvement work that they do. Who then is on the hook for those bonds? Right. Uh, The things like the fire department there, um, which as a weird aside, the Reedy Creek Fire Department is like fully in the tank for DeSantis. They fucking love DeSantis. He did multiple photo ops with them. Like this is, yeah, the fire department seemed to have been kind of brainwormed into being real weird right wing people. That's a, maybe a story for another day, but they, the Reedy Creek definitely seems that way. Anyway, there has been this long standing thing. If you are dissolving this tax district, like who are, are, are suddenly the, people that live in Orange County, Florida, now paying taxes to improve Disney's roads, et cetera. That's, that's been sort of an open question. In February, Disney calls another special legislative, legislative session, this time to set up a new entity. They are no longer going to dissolve the Reedy Creek District. They are going to replace it. So the kind of tax questions and things like that, they basically say, okay, this, this entity actually isn't going away. You said... You said DeSantis, not Disney. I said DeSantis. Okay, I mean it. DeSantis. Yes. Uh, so they, in February this year, they vote to replace the Reedy Creek District with the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. This district will assume the duties of Reedy Creek, except that it will no longer have a board that's approved by Disney and the weird handful of people that live in those two weird fake cities that are inside the district. Uh, but instead, it will consist of members handpicked by Ron DeSantis. Cool. Yeah. Well, who are these real people? cool. Well, Maureen, three must of them. be real stand-up citizens. Three of them are the type of people that you might expect. Okay. Right? Like super politically collect- connected Florida lawyer donors. Right. There's a guy named Martin Garcia, who's a Tampa lawyer who donated 50,000 bucks to DeSantis. There's Michael Sasso, who is the president of the Orlando chapter of the Federalist Society. He's another DeSantis donor. There's Brian Angst Jr., whose dad was the mayor of Clearwater, Florida, which is, of course, the epicenter for Scientology. But more than the other two members are fucking nuts. <laughs> Essentially, it is the other two members of this board that I have been wanting to talk about for months, okay. <laughs> for weeks now. First, a guy named Ron Pierre Perry, the head of a far-right religious organization called The Gathering, 
What is the gathering? Their own website proclaims that they are a Christian nationalist movement saying, quote, Christian nationalism. For some, this is an alarming statement, bringing images of the excess of the excesses of German nationalism in the 1930s. Ex- excesses is a little bit of a weird term the, in and of itself. I, say, I prefer the term oopsies. Yeah. So the images of the excesses of German nationalism in the 1930s. You can have a little touch of Nazism as a treat. Yeah, just as a treat. Just excess. You know, yeah. six billion Jews. We yes, just a little excess. The excesses of German nationalism. For others, it's similar to white nationalism or racism. Hmm. Yet, as Ron Perry will explain... America was founded as a Christian nation, as revealed in the founding documents, and even in some case law argued before the Supreme Court. Hmm. So they are just fully happy to say that they are a Christian nationalist organization. Mm-hmm. Great. R- Ron Perry also repeatedly equates the uh, abortion to the Holocaust. He believes that the p- pinnacle of being a woman is being a mother. Mm-hmm. And Maureen, he believes that Drinking tap water makes people gay. Dan, this is actually the plot of Dick. That's the plot of Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> That's true. Is it? Have you ever seen Dr. Strangelove? I, yes, it's been a long time. I don't remember drinking water makes people gay. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, the reason, so the plot of Dr. Strangelove is that one guy in the American military goes nuts and basically calls and like starts World War Three yeah. because he knows if he starts it, the other side has to retaliate and they have to go through with it. Yeah. Um, and the reason he's done it and his name is Colonel Jack Ripper. <laughs> and the reason he does it is because he believes that the fluoride in the water is, has decreased his, uh, is decreasing ma- his manliness and that, okay. um, that, <laughs> So this is the same theory, except for Perry, it's Mm. not fluoride, Maureen. It is because so many women are on the birth control Estrogen, yeah. That now there is a lot of estrogen in the water. Okay. Yeah. And it is, you know, because of pee, I guess. And then uh, cleaning that, that pee out of the water and reintroducing it into the water supply. Right. And that's making people gay. This is a man now in charge of Disney World. <laughs> he is joined by Bridget Ziegler. I know this one. The co-founder of the Moms for Liberty, a so-called parental rights organization that was founded in 2021 and helped to spearhead the anti-mask and anti-vax protests at school boards around the country before bridging out to racist campaigns against teaching black history and LGBTQ issues in school. All that book banning, Maureen. Yeah. That's thanks to the Moms for Liberty. Yeah. They are an absolute piece of shit organization that threatens teachers and children and their parents every single fucking day. It's also worth noting that Ziegler helped to write the Don't Say Gay Bill. And that last year she lambasted Disney for making a high school marching band cover up their racist logo, which featured a Native American mascot. This is everybody. This is the this is the er version of every person that uh, tries to ban a book. Yeah, she is there. She is the head of the snake. 
Yes, she is 100% that of that snake. Anyway, these are now the people tasked with oversight of Disney. They took control in March. DeSantis declared, quote, there's a new sheriff in town and promised that the board would eliminate, quote, woke ideology and replace it with, quote, the type of entertainment that all families can appreciate. Now, keep in mind that that is not actually the uh, uh, mission of the oversight board previously or now, but they do control the ability to approve new construction and that sort of thing. So one can kind of squint and see how they could actually exert quite a bit of control over what Disney is 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 building or not building. For instance, uh, racist shitbags had a little we're going to boycott Disney moment uh, a year or so ago or a couple of years ago when Disney announced that they were going to end the Splash Mountain ride, which is built off of the uh, intellectual property of Disney's film that they have banned from their entire history, the song of the South, which is super racist. But for some reason in the in the eighties, they were like, well, we don't really acknowledge this film exists anymore, but you know what? That's fine. We kind of like this Southern accented mm-hmm. rabbit. Let's build a whole ride around him. Can you even uh, see song of the South? Not that I'd want to. It's just, I believe that, that it, kind of pops up on youtube and shit like that now but it is not available in any other in in any official capacity it's officially locked in a vault somewhere oh yeah it is just gone 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 um and splash mountain always based on it always really weird that that was the case and so they announce in uh kind of the after the uprisings of 2020 um, the Black Lives Matter uprisings in 2020, they announced, you know what, we're going to get rid of, of this and we're actually going to replace it with Princess Tiana, the first black princess in Disney history from the um, Princess and the Frog film, which is a great and mostly overlooked Disney film because it was the last cell animated Disney film before they moved to 3D and Frozen. Um, but boy, it's really good. Anyway. Uh, so they are dis- actually actively currently right now at Disney World dismantling a lot of the Splash Mountain Mountain. And that is the kind of thing that one would assume an oversight board would actually be able to stop, right? Had it had this board been in effect at the time that Disney had gone to them and asked for the permitting and things like that that's going to be involved in, you know, rebuilding this thing into an entirely new ride. One assumes the board could say, no, we're not going to approve that. We, you know, we don't agree. You know, I mean, they would come up with some legal mumbo jumbo reason. Right. But um, but they could, in theory, at least stop that. That is, Maureen, till the first meeting of the new board. Where they discovered that on the way out the door, the previous board passed a bunch of super restrictive covenants that turned over much of the control of planning, codes, construction, and things like that within the district to Disney itself. It essentially stripped the board of a lot of its power. I believe they still are in charge of the roads, maybe, or at least keeping the roads up. But most everything else they have no access to. They also have no access to being able to use the Disney name or Disney characters or anything like that. They stripped this board uh, literally on the way out the door. Uh, 
of all of this in defense of the idea that it was some sort of backroom deal. Disney did issue a statement once people discovered it had happened, saying, quote, all agreements signed between Disney and the district were appropriate and were discussed and approved in open, noticed public forums in compliance with Florida's government in the Sunshine Laws. So they seem to have done this entirely on the books. It's just that nobody was paying attention when they did it. And here's the thing, Maureen. I know you're, Dan, I know you're excited. This is what has all been building to you guys. The laws. Take, Take a breath. These covenants have to have an expiration date. So the expiration date is set that they will continue in effect until 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles III, King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. So 21 years after the death of whoever is a descendant of King Charles that is alive at the moment that that was signed. That would be Princess Lisbeth of Sussex, the daughter of Harry and Meghan, who is currently 22 months old. How long did Queen Elizabeth live? She was 90... uh, Five? We'll go with that. So, assuming that Lizbeth has those same good genes... Lilibet. Lilibet, whatever. Lilibet. Why did I put an S in that? It's Lilibet. Lilibet. She's like a little bet. Uh, Anyway, assuming that she has the same good genes, that means that this, and then let's say, let's say maybe she kicks it a little bit earlier. Let's say she goes 90 years, lives till 90. There's also a lot of kids now. (laughs) Yeah, but this is the one that is alive right now, the youngest, right? And it is whoever is alive at the moment that this was the last descendant. Well, wait. Shall continue in effect so 21 years after the descent after the death of the last survivor of the descendant. So there are five grandchildren right, right. now. Right. So in theory, any of those kids would be right. the last descendant. Right. Whoever lives the Long, longest. Right. Yeah. One would assume the youngest is going to be the one that lives the longest. Not necessarily true, but let's just for our own purposes Mm -hmm. say that that is true. She will live. Let's say she's going to live till 92, which means and she's already two. So that means you got 90 years till she kicks it plus 21 more years. So that is what? 111 years. years till these covenants would come out of effect. That's a long time. It's amazing, Dan. It is pretty amazing. Again, giant multinational corporation fucking rigging shit for their own benefit. But I mean, come on, you got to give them credit for that one. Also, they this was apparently all done and filed and mm-hmm. any, fully done. Anybody could have looked yeah, there was a there was a public comment at the meeting. I believe it lasted for a matter of minutes, but still, you know, anyone that could have shown up at that meeting. And it's a little bit weird, honestly, that you didn't send. If you're DeSantis, why wouldn't you send someone because to, you've that, won. to those meetings? I guess just you've seems won. like do your due diligence, my man. But they didn't. This so. is sort of like a Bond villain who ties somebody James Bond up and goes, I'll just leave you here to, it's like the Austin, I'll leave you here to be killed and assume that everything goes to plan. Yeah. 
I assume my, my laser sharks will kill you. I'll just go. So Ron DeSantis is out on a book tour when this goes down, where this is discovered. So he freaks out. The board of themselves immediately lawyer up. They, I believe they contract with multiple different law firms uh, with different specialties in this. Obviously, all of those lawyers about are going to be paid by Florida taxpayers. So great job, everyone. Uh, DeSantis then finishes his book tour, comes back to Florida, orders a criminal investigation into Disney for this. He says that it's self-dealing. He says that they're ethical violations. And then he ups the ante even more. He says that he wants to set up toll roads on the roads going into Disney World. And that he also wants to jack up the hotel tax on Disney hotels specifically. Now, Disney, which somehow manages to have incredibly well-timed shareholder meetings during all of this, just held another one where Iger returns the volley, first talks about, you know, Disney's long involvement in Central Florida, uh, talks about how they are Florida's largest private employer, largest corporate taxpayer. He announces that Disney is currently in the planning stage for putting $17 billion of investment into Disney World. Would not only increase tourism even more, but create 13,000 more jobs. That's a lot of jobs. Yeah. And then he says, and so our premise is that any action that thwarts those efforts simply to retaliate for a position the company took sounds not just anti-business, but it sounds anti-Florida. In other words, he basically says, that's a pretty nice revenue stream you've got there. Be a shame if anything happened to it. If I was Bob Iger, I'd be showing up with a hard hat in like every state in the country. Like a hard hat and a surveyor next to me. Now, Ron DeSantis is running for president. Not officially declared but yet. But he will. But he will. yes. When's the next governor race in Florida? Is it 2024? No, it just happened. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's it's long been believed that he will not finish this governorship. He will... He will either step aside to be able to fully run for president at some point, or he will step aside if he wins. Right. Now, Dan. Yeah. He's made a hardcore enemy of the entire Disney Corporation. Yeah. Which has a bit of a loyal fan base. A little bit. Now, imagine. And not like a wildly liberal fan base. No. You know, the like people that put little cursive Bible quotes up and people that like Disney are kind of, it's like a Venn diagram. That's a circle. Wait, you and then weirdos too, but got a whole wall of those over here, Dan, I know live, laugh, yeah, love Me too. I love them. Um, so Dan, first of all, the more I, I was actually on the way back from, Philly the other day, I was explaining it because we take a little pet pet ride. Yeah. Our friend Tony drives it. And I was telling Tony and he was like, that can't be real. I was like, Tony, this is real. This whole Prince Charles, like oh, King yeah. Charles thing. Like it is absolutely real um, that they just did it. And uh, no one checked there. No one looked. Yeah. They were so busy doing victory laps. Yeah. That no one watched them. Yeah. So, Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's 
amazing. It is. It is. It is something. So we have DeSantis getting slapped around by Disney. Yeah, I believe Donald Trump at some point was asked about it, and he was or asked about like you know, do you see DeSantis as a threat? And he's like, he couldn't even win a fight with Mickey Mouse, which I got to admit that's pretty good. I mean, nobody can win a fight with Mickey Mouse. Dan. That's true. Mickey will fucking kill you. It's true. It's yeah, true. You want a piece of me, motherfucker? I'll rip your ass off. The entire I'm U.S. copyright law exists because nobody wanted to pick a fight with Mickey Mouse. That's right, fucker. <laughs> you want a piece of me? Uh, it's just going to keep playing out. Uh, yeah, so Trump is arrested. Yeah. Santos is getting slapped around by Disney. Yeah. And we're going to watch these. And Mike Pence, who they, who they tried to kill. Yep. Gonna they were going to kill that man. They were going to kill that guy. They we're were going to kill that man. We're going to watch these guys debate each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a real let them fight moment. Honestly, Dan, we have so many purely good things in this world. We have this. Yeah. We have this, that, you guys. That debate feels like it is like just teetering on the edge of there suddenly everyone it, turning into cannibalism. Just a just a fury of teeth and limbs. Mm. Like a real, like the Last of Us kind of scenario where just something happens real fast and someone goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to be something. And we'll be there with you. So, um, trip to Disney back on. Back on. <laughs> Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Yes, our Patreon, where most Sundays you do get a whole nother bonus episode if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth, who has reemerged from their hibernation, and it is wonderful to see them. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can find us also on Mastodon at Says Who at omfg.town. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And there is a fan-run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash Says Who Discord. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, Maureen. That is the 19th of April. I almost said March. My Sorry. head, it's still March, Maureen, but it's already almost mid-April. For our very next episode, and from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From a land of new shelves, Ooh. big dreams, and sleeping dogs. I mm -hmm. am Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. Well, look how happy you look. I was that. really excited. I was yeah. like, oh, Welcome. we're just ending. Uh, no need. Yeah. You didn't need to do that. I need a little bit. That was unnecessary. I disagree.